Chapter 5 of Stories of the Royal Humane Society by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Other Stanhope Medalists. In looking over the names of those who have been awarded the highest honour which the Royal Humane Society has in its power to bestow, we are struck by the fact that the prize has been carried off by soldiers and sailors fifteen times out of a possible twenty-two. A policeman has secured the honour once, while on the other occasions the awards have been made to private individuals. The greater number of the medals have been given for saving life by jumping overboard. This is not surprising when we remember the conditions under which such a deed must be accomplished. The rescuer places his life entirely at the mercy of circumstances, and he runs many dangers in addition to that ordinarily attendant on rescuing a drowning person. After he has left the ship, some time must necessarily elapse before it can be hove to and a boat lowered, and should anything go wrong in the meantime, his life is likely to pay the forfeit. On the night of the 10th of September, 1874, a yacht named the Dart was making for her moorings in the harbour at Lowestoft. In passing through the gateway which connects the outer and inner harbour, one of the sailors fell overboard. The moment that the alarm was given, Lieutenant de Houghton, an officer of the 10th foot, jumped from the deck and swam to the man's assistance. The place where the accident occurred was a long, narrow opening, through which the water was rushing with considerable force. De Houghton reached the man and swam with him to the side of the gateway, in the hope of finding something to lay hold of till help arrived, but there was neither side-chains nor cross-beams, nor was there any other vessel near from which he could obtain assistance. The night was so dark that there was no chance of help from the shore, so the lieutenant saw that there was nothing to do but to wait till his friends had moored the yacht and could return to his aid. For a quarter of an hour he supported the man in his arms till they came down the pier with ropes and dragged them both ashore. The well-known self-sacrificing spirit of our sailors had a splendid illustration on the 26th of November, 1874, when a blue jacket fell overboard from HMS Raleigh in mid-ocean. Sub-Lieutenant Rogers, who saw the accident, immediately jumped into the water and swam towards the man. The ship was hove to, and the lifeboat was promptly lowered. Manned by a crew of lusty tars, the boat soon overtook Rogers, and the men, thinking that he had fallen overboard, lay on their oars to pick him up. Seeing their mistake, the gallant fellow shouted to them to pull on in the direction of a cap which was floating to leeward. The men obeyed, and for more than a quarter of an hour they rowed about in a vain endeavour to find their missing comrade. 
he poor fellow had struck the side of the ship in his fall and had gone straight to the bottom meanwhile rogers kept himself afloat till the boat returned and picked him up some idea of the plucky nature of this adventure may be formed from the fact that it took the sailors nearly an hour to pull back to the ship vice-admiral the honourable edmund freemantle while captain on board h m s invincible in february eighteen eighty rescued one of the crew under circumstances of unusual difficulty between alexandria and abukir bay a sailor fell overboard and the gallant captain plunged in to his rescue from the bridge just as he reached him the man sank but freemantle dived brought the unfortunate fellow to the surface and with great difficulty kept him afloat till the arrival of a boat the stanhope gold medal was a fitting recognition of so distinguished a service on the sixth of april eighteen seventy seven h m s immortalite was bowling along before the wind when a seaman fell overboard sub-lieutenant montgomery who was on the bridge at the moment jumped into the sea from a height of twenty-five feet on reaching the man he turned him on his back and swam with him towards the ship hoping to find a life-boy it was a dark night and he missed it after keeping the man afloat for some time he told him to lie still while he took off his clothes montgomery quickly removed his coat and shirt but when he was in the act of taking off his trousers the man felt himself sinking caught hold of him by the leg and dragged him down a considerable distance luckily the officer's trousers came off clear and he rose again to the surface bringing the man with him the last plunge however had rendered the blue jacket insensible and thus greatly increased his weight finding no help near and seeing that his only chance to save himself was to swim for it montgomery reluctantly gave up the hope of saving his companion and struck out for the ship meanwhile two boats had been sent out to search for him and he was at length picked up by one of them after having been twenty minutes in the water exposed to death in one of its most dreaded aspects lieutenant wince of h m s raleigh by a similar act of bravery won the stanhope medal off the island of tenedos in eighteen seventy seven one of the sailors fell from aloft into the sea when the lieutenant jumped overboard and supported the unconscious fellow for twenty minutes till a boat came to his assistance when picked up the man was found to have sustained serious injuries in his fall a circumstance which greatly enhances the value of the lieutenant's action the sailor's most dreaded enemy is without doubt jack shark and they wisely avoid coming into contact with such an obliging customer who as the saying goes 
has always room for an inside passenger but when life is at stake they throw all these prudent considerations to the winds and dare the sea tiger to do his worst it is indeed astonishing to find how often the brave fellows have succeeded in baffling this horrid enemy on the twenty eighth of january eighteen eighty three h m s harrier was lying at anchor in pomomi harbour joanna island the night was pitch dark with a choppy sea and the force of the wind was so strong that any ordinary noises were almost inaudible on board looking casually over the side william simpson captain of the foretop thought he could distinguish a figure in the water fearing that one of the men had fallen overboard he called the lifeboat's crew and jumped into the sea he found the man almost insensible and supported him above water till help arrived the danger incurred by simpson was of no slight nature the harbour swarmed with sharks and only the previous day a large one had been seen alongside the ship another rescue in a shark-infested sea was performed on the thirteenth of september eighteen eighty five by walter cleverly a passenger on board the steamship Rewa, while that vessel was proceeding through the Gulf of Aden at the rate of thirteen knots an hour. A Lascar had fallen overboard, and when cleverly heard the cry, he jumped from the poop, a distance of nearly thirty feet, and swam to the rescue. He seized the man and supported him in his arms for forty minutes, till a boat from the Rewa picked them up. Alfred John Cooper, second officer of the Peninsula and Oriental steamship Kaiser I. Hind, who recently lost his life in a courageous attempt to save a drowning Lascar, displayed during his only too brief career an amount of pluck and heroism not often seen even among Stanhope medalists. In April 1890, while the P&O steamship Massilia was on the voyage from Bombay to London, a Lascar fell overboard. Cooper was in the saloon at the time, but hearing the cry, A man overboard! He rushed on deck and swam to the rescue. He succeeded in reaching the man and supported him till a boat came to his assistance. For this rescue, he was awarded the Stanhope Gold Medal, and shortly afterwards, he added to his laurels by winning the Albert Medal. On the unfortunate occasion, which ended with his death, Cooper had gone to save a Lascar who had fallen overboard. A boat was promptly lowered to follow him, but something went wrong. The delay was fatal, for the brave fellow's life paid the penalty. On the 15th of December, 1890, the Indian Marine Survey Ship Investigator was trawling in the Bay of Bengal. During the day, two sharks were seen swimming round the vessel, 
and the sailors determined to enjoy a little sport by angling for them. A boat-hook was accordingly lowered, and in a few minutes one of the monsters was caught. The gunner brought his rifle with the intention of shooting it, but slipped and fell into the sea. Knowing that he could not swim, William Huddleston, the officer in command, jumped overboard and seized hold of the gunner the moment he came to the surface. Both were quickly drawn on board. Some idea of the risk the officer ran in effecting the rescue may be formed from the fact that at the bow lay the captive shark, seven feet long, while the second was in attendance not far off. Huddleston received the Stanhope Medal. An even more remarkable instance of gallantry took place on the 9th of September, 1892. The cutter of HMS Swallow was cruising off the south end of Zanzibar Island. About six o'clock in the evening, half of the crew landed to prepare supper. The others, who had nothing better to do, decided to go in for a swim, except two men who were left in charge of the boat. Suddenly, a large shark was seen a few yards off, making in the direction of the bathers. It was evident that before they could reach the boat, the shark would be upon them. In the hope of distracting the monster's attention, and thus giving his comrades time to escape, Thomas McDermott, boatswain of the Swallow, without a moment's hesitation, plunged into the sea, actually diving right over the shark. This had the desired effect. Frightened by the splash, the fish made off, and the men regained the boat in safety. Captain Scray's Dickens was journeying home on sick leave on board the steamship Peshawar, from Aden to Suez, when a Lascar fell overboard. There was a strong headwind blowing, and the sea was running high, while the vessel was going at eleven and a half knots an hour. As if these circumstances did not constitute danger enough, the Red Sea is notoriously infested with sharks. To none of these things, however, did Captain Scray's Dickens, who happened to be sitting on a chair on deck, give a thought. Although suffering from seasickness, he at once jumped overboard to the rescue of the drowning man. A lifebuoy was thrown to him, which he secured. With this, he swam to the Lascar and supported him in the water for seventeen minutes, until both were rescued by a boat. Owing to the speed at which the steamer was going, the men were left more than a mile and a half behind when the boat reached them. Truly a deed of daring, for which the hero was awarded the Stanhope Gold Medal. India, the land of so many heroic exploits which in the past made the name of Englishmen famous in the East, has been the scene of many acts of humanity which form a striking and pleasing contrast to the death-dealing valour of our soldiers in the early part of the century. Example is universally acknowledged 
to be a better method of teaching than precept and it would seem as if the hindu may yet turn out an apt pupil early in eighteen seventy eight the body of a native woman was being carried to a ghat on the ganges for cremation when suddenly she showed signs of returning animation the bearers terrified out of their wits and thinking that she was possessed with an evil spirit threw her into the river a hindu named babu christo chunda chakabati who happened to be passing at the time hearing the cry of boot boot or goblin goblin ran to the spot to see what had happened to his surprise and horror he saw a woman drowning while on the bank stood a crowd of affrighted natives yelling and gesticulating but not making any endeavour to save her life chuckabutty without waiting to ask questions plunged into the river and swam to the woman's assistance the place was a dangerous whirlpool about thirty feet deep and it required the greatest strength and skill to keep him from being drawn into the vortex of certain death in effecting the rescue he was more than once under water and though the woman grasped at him with the terrible clasp of a drowning person he succeeded in bringing her safely to shore and restoring her to her friends it is considered that the loss of caste must follow the act of touching what might have been a corpse chuckabutty therefore in risking the native opinion which might have reduced him to the position of an outcast from his friends or compelled him to renew his caste by a severe penance displayed an amount of courage quite at variance with the national character and ideas of his countrymen and well deserving of the stanhope medal which he was awarded on the ninth of february eighteen eighty one several gentlemen were proceeding by river from moonshagunga to silchar when the boat struck on a rock the party succeeded in landing safely but the boat had to be abandoned a short time afterwards a large native vessel struck the hidden rock at the same place and all on board were thrown into the water heedless of the risk he ran in venturing into the midst of twenty-five terror-stricken men and women most of whom were totally unable to help themselves major senior of the thirty-fourth bengal native infantry swam out and after repeated exertions succeeded in saving the lives of six persons and in winning the stanhope medal captain mccrae an officer of the thirty-fourth sikhs also won the medal by the rescue of a trumpeter of the royal artillery who had fallen into a well at rowell point when the alarm was raised mccrae and several others went to the spot and he allowed himself to be lowered by a tent rope on reaching the water he found the soldier almost insensible and therefore decided to go up with him he gave the signal to those at the surface to haul away but they had only been raised about fifteen feet 
when the rope broke and threw them both to the bottom of the well a second attempt was fortunately successful mccrae incurred very great personal risk for the depth of the well was eighty-eight feet twelve of which were water the hero of eighteen eighty nine was william mayer who gallantly volunteered to descend into a cylinder where two coolies lay insensible several natives were working under water at kim seng bridge singapore when a rush of foul gas entered the cylinder just as those men were returning to the surface two of them fell insensible to the bottom but the third man was drawn to the top in safety mayer went down and seizing hold of one of the men brought him to the surface but the poor fellow was dead down again went the plucky fellow in spite of the gas which had nearly overpowered him and brought up the second man alive but he died in a few minutes from time to time we hear of splendid acts of gallantry on the part of the metropolitan police but they are not usually of a kind which will admit of recognition by the royal humane society there is however one of our city guardians who has the honour of wearing the stanhope gold medal about three o'clock on the morning of the fourteenth of july eighteen eighty two constable john jenkins was on duty on waterloo bridge when he saw a man mount the parapet and throw himself into the river the tide was running out under the arches at the rate of six miles an hour and a thick mist covered the water rendering it impossible to see any object in the centre of the river from either side and the distance from the parapet to the water was forty-three feet jenkins knew the danger and he also knew his duty without any hesitation he unfastened his belt jumped from the bridge and seized the would-be suicide in his firm grip the poor wretch struggled with might and main to free himself or to drag his rescuer down with him but in vain jenkins succeeded in keeping the man's head above water until a boat from the thames police station picked them up in a very exhausted condition in pursuit of our next hero we must go to the antipodes where in august eighteen seventy five three persons attempted to drive a gig across a bridge at henbury tasmania the river was flooded to such an extent that the water swept over the roadway the trap had proceeded little more than halfway across when the occupants were thrown into the water fortunately they managed to cling to the bridge hearing their cries for help a resident named bennett story plunged into the river and swam a distance of seventy yards to the spot three times he performed the perilous swim and succeeded in bringing them safely to land owing to the great exertions he had been compelled to make to stem the torrent and to the extreme coldness of the water for august is a winter month in tasmania 
he was completely exhausted not daring to cross the river to his own home he hastened with all speed to the house of a friend two miles away where he soon recovered from the effects of the exposure mr headley hill received the stanhope medal for a rescue performed in october eighteen eighty seven owing to the darkness a girl fell into the avon at bristol and was being rapidly carried away by the current when her cries attracted hill's attention without undressing he jumped into the stream and after great difficulty succeeded in bringing her to the bank albert battison is the youngest medalist on the list we find him described as boy of h m s impregnable on the twenty ninth of december eighteen eighty seven a girl named annie freer attempted to cross the river saw at leicester on the ice when it gave way and she fell through hearing her cries for help a man attempted to go to her assistance but returned before he had gone half way battison then went on the ice and actually dived under it and seized hold of the girl in coming up he broke through the ice with his head and succeeded in bringing the girl to the shore the officer commanding the boy's ship states that he cannot imagine a greater risk than that attendant on the act for if the lad had not been able to break the ice he would certainly have been drowned End of chapter 5